Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Orlando City Soccer uh, opened up its MLS uh, season. Uh, draw against Montreal on Saturday. The team is back in action uh, tomorrow uh, for the second leg of their uh, Champions Cup uh, round with uh, Calvary FC tomorrow. Evan Weston is part of the broadcast team for Orlando City Soccer. We always enjoy catching up with Evan and talking to Orlando City Soccer. Good morning. How are you? Good, Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Um, it, you know, this is an interesting start because uh, we got Champions Cup going on. That had been going on for a while. The season starts, and I think people are just trying to get accustomed. Wait, have they started or not started yet? So first, let's get to Saturday's match um, at uh, uh, the stadium and just some general thoughts. Um, Orlando City, I thought, had some opportunities. I'll ask you about some of the questionable uh, plays that came into play, but what did you take out of Saturday's match? Uh, they looked like a team that had played less than 72 hours before in Vancouver and then had to fly over 2,500 miles to, to play again, didn't they? Uh, uh, first half, they, they, they came out a little flat. Um, it, we also were facing a team with a new coach where you weren't sure exactly what they were going to do, and Montreal kind of threw a curveball at them. Um, the system that Montreal plays is the same as the one played by Columbus, which won the league last year by playing this very expansive, attacking, all-gas-no-break style. And Montreal played the same formation, but then they sat back and bunkered and tried to nick one and, and, and get out of there with a, with a draw, and maybe they could steal one, and they almost did. Uh, Pedro Galeste made a really nice save near the end of the game, but I think Orlando took a while to adjust to that. They definitely did have more opportunities in the second half, had a goal ruled out, had a penalty called back for an offside. So there were chances, but uh, I think a draw was fair. Uh, Robin Johnson told us after the game, he said, that was not us. Uh, they were not satisfied with their performance. Uh, and I think they're, you know, they're going to try and put that one behind them and, and get back to where they were last Wednesday when they were so good in the Champions Cup game. Was Felipe offside on the goal? Yeah, I think he was. Uh, just a, a knee offside and those rebound ones are really hard because mm-hmm. all you're trying to do is get yourself in position to if the ball can fall to you you're not worried about where the defender is so uh it, it was it was tough on felipe which would have been his first goal for orlando city uh, uh a guy who, who has been a great veteran uh now in his second year but uh yeah i think he was slightly off um you know it it is uh it's a tough one uh we, we did not have a, a really bad replacement referee moment in our game there was one in the miami galaxy game last night um but uh for the most part uh our our crew i think did a pretty good job and uh it was unfortunate for orlando city but i think they got that one right uh i'll ask you about refs in a moment that example last night was a guy overwhelmed by the whole moment but first let me ask you about fagundo torres uh taken down by the offside flag up in stoppage time correct call uh i think it's funny because uh, the offside, we didn't really get a great view on, but I actually didn't think it was a penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Paul Shaw, my, my color commentator, 
uh, actually commented that the referee would probably have been relieved that the offside flag went up because then they would have had to look at the penalty. Uh, and I, I don't really think that there was one. Uh, again, I, 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 I think Orlando City would be the first to tell you this, the players and the coaches, they didn't really play well enough to have a gripe about the calls that were made. And Oscar Pereja said as much uh, in the post-game press conference. They're just going to you know, try and dust themselves off and, and move on. And I will say this, six teams played midweek in the, in the Champions Cup. Not a single one of them won their MLS game over the weekend. It is very, very hard to play in this competition and the Champions Cup at the same time. It takes down teams every single year. Orlando City last year got off to a really slow start, in part because they had the, the, the Champions Cup uh, then league uh, obligation. So uh, it, it's, it's one game in a league where it is very easy to make the playoffs. It's not anything to be overly concerned about. Uh, but, yeah, I don't necessarily think they really played well enough to win. Evan, we talked about this last year. For those that maybe don't understand, because it's not traditional American sports, is when you have another competition going on during your season, but the balancing of how you use players, as you said, this wasn't like a trip up to uh, West Virginia to play somebody at uh, you know from USL Pro. 2,500 miles, you fly back, you played on Saturday, you come back tomorrow, and how you will juggle minutes and players that you use, and then what's more important at this point of the season for Orlando City? Yeah, and I, I think in my view, and, and this team is built in a way that they want to win everything. They, they are a, a true title contender on paper, and they feel that they can win every competition they're in, and I don't blame them. But the way the MLS roster rules work, you can't really have the depth that you know you would think of in a traditional soccer team. If you watch the the English League Cup final yesterday, Liverpool won that game against Chelsea playing five teenagers by the end of the match because they have you know unlimited resources and 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 have the ability to do that. You can't do that in MLS. There's restrictions on how much money you can spend. There's a hard salary cap, uh, all of that, and so you do have to make choices. The nice thing for Orlando City is that. They won 3-0 in the first leg last week. So they can come out tomorrow with virtually no pressure. It would require them losing 4-1 to one or worse in order to not advance uh, or, or even, you know, 3-0 would, would knock the game to extra time uh, against a team that, frankly, did not look up for this level of competition last week. So they can probably play a lot of reserves tomorrow night. I would expect to see, and this is just me speculating, but I would expect to see a lot of, of, of backups and, and, and younger players tomorrow night uh, because, assuming they advance, they'll have Miami away on Saturday and then home to Tigres in the next round, the biggest team in Mexico, maybe the biggest team in North America, next Tuesday. So it's, it's, uh, this is a game that you just want to get through, avoid disaster, and give your young guys maybe an opportunity to play a little bit more. Um, but it, overall, the, the CONCACAF Champions Cup is a very important competition. It is, uh, it is essentially the, the Champions League of North America. You are playing the best of the best. Orlando earns their qualification for this by having such a great season last year, and they want to go out and win it. Uh, it is a big, big deal. Only one MLS team has ever won it, Seattle Sounders, two years ago. Nico Lodero now on Orlando City was the captain of that team. So they're going to prioritize it for as long as they're in it. Um... It's not a knock on the sport of soccer. If we had umpires, NBA refs, NFL officials that uh, were not working, it'd be a big story. But it is a story in MLS. Um, I don't know where progress is. 
I don't know if you could watch a match and see a glaring difference. I did think you had somebody overwhelmed in the Miami-LA match last night, but what's your thoughts and where are we on the officiating front? Yeah, that was the one real bad one, right, was the, the red. If you didn't see it, um, Marky Delgado was sent off for a second yellow. Uh, that, that was clearly not uh, even a foul, uh, much less a, a yellow card. Um, and Miami was trailing at the time. They ended up tying the game five minutes later uh, up a man. And uh, that, that was probably the first one uh, that, that really affected a result. The two sides are saying different things. Uh, Don Garber said that, uh, you know, he was under the impression that the negotiating committee spoke for the union, and then the union rejected the agreement that they dealt with. The union is saying uh, something different, that they expected the deal to be rejected. So, uh, I'm not sure what's going to bring them to the table. I'm not a union reporter. I, I can't claim to have sources on this. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully we get this resolved uh, at, at some point. Listen, Mark, I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. The fail Mary took a lot out of me. That was a tough one. And that was the impetus that got the referees in the NFL uh, and the league to the table to hammer out an agreement because it made a, a mockery of the game. And I'm, you, you hope that something like that doesn't happen to Major League Soccer at some point. But, uh, you know, we will see. Uh, it's certainly something that's going to remain a story as long as uh, as long as it is the case. Uh, two more questions. We're going to talk about the year about Orlando City, so, so, so I'll save some of the questions from their time. Uh, you know, watching a little bit of Miami last night. Um, look, I, I, I like anybody else. If you're a soccer fan, you you, you want to watch Messi when you can. Um, are they a are they the villain that MLS needs or likes or wants? I think that people feel like uh, this roster has been interest. Uh, you know, the way it's been constructed is interesting. Um, this is somewhat of an all-star team. Is every owner okay with this? I mean, what 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 do you think the perception of Messi and Miami this year is? I think any publicity is good publicity for MLS, right? I mean, it's a league that is fighting not only American sports, but uh, you, it's it's you know you're fighting other soccer leagues. Uh, Liga MX draws. Big TV ratings in the United States. Uh, there is an enormous uh, Mexican population in this country that watches that. Uh, U.S. The Premier League does really, really well for NBC. Uh, the National Women's Soccer League is gaining a lot of traction. So there is there is a lot of competition for MLS, and they have the best player of all time. They have probably two years to maximize it. And listen, I understand Orlando fans in particular because Miami is their arch rival. You know, feel a certain way about this, and I totally understand it. But if you were MLS, wouldn't you promote the heck out of Messi? Wouldn't you want them in an island game every week, eyeballs on them, the documentary, you know, Apple involved? I think it's great. I, I think it's wonderful for the league. I think love them, hate them. People are showing up. They're talking about it. And last night we'll add another flashpoint to it, right? Uh, you know, so – uh, it, it's. It, I, I think it's a great thing. Um, they did, to be fair, have to ship out some pretty good, important players to make their roster work. Uh, Kamal Miller, who used to play for Orlando City, would really help this team. I was surprised that they deemed him, uh, you know, someone that they could uh, could lose. Uh, but they traded him to Portland. Uh, they sold probably their best uh, defensive destroying midfielder in Gregory back to Brazil in order to become roster compliant. So uh, I do believe that they are, uh, they are uh, compliant at this point. And, uh, in fact, Don Garber is going to meet uh, with uh, select stakeholders and MLS owners this week discussing the roster rules. And if, if Messi's presence allows 
teams to open up their spending, bring better players into the league, that is ultimately a good thing for everybody. And at the end of the day, MLS is going to become the most popular soccer league when it has the best players. Everybody wants to watch the best. You want to see the highest quality sport, the highest level of competition. And MLS, while they've done an admirable job of building to this point by being slow and steady, you have Messi in hand. You have the World Cup coming here in two years. It does feel like it might be a time to hit the gas pedal a little bit. And it's nice to see that they're starting to get to the point where maybe they are going to make that move. My last point, it's part commentary, and then you can respond. I know why they did the Apple deal. I understand the money in it. I understand then the messy part of it. And, and, and I'm responding after the fact. And yet I feel like because of where they're at this year, with what's coming this summer and the World Cup in two years, I just wish they had more exposure. And, and, and I think it's a fight for the casual fan now to find it and commit I, I I have it. I pay for it. I understand that. But I, I, I wish they had more foresight to go, how do we ramp this up um, so that we're exposing this game with what's coming to this country in the summer this year and what we're going to get in 26? I, I wonder if they wish the Apple deal was different. You make a decision, right? Uh, you know, they, they, they got a top-line number from Apple that no one else was going to match. You said that. You understand the money. Yep. And I will say this about soccer. If you want to watch soccer, any soccer, you have to pay for it. The on-cable. Most of the Premier League games now are on Peacock. Uh, you know, most of the, the Liga MX games, you have to have you know, some sort of subscription. Uh, certainly the Champions League, you have to have Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch the Italian League, you have to have that. If you want to watch the German League or the Spanish League, you need to have ESPN+. Plus. So there is at least an expectation among soccer fans that you are going to have to pay. Now, it is a frustration for soccer fans that you got to have all these different services just to watch, you know, the, the you know the selection of the best leagues that you want to watch. But you know, that's a different conversation. I think they're making a bet that their hardcore fans are really well served by this service, and that everything is streaming, so the the cost is accepted by people. I don't know that that's true now. Maybe it will be in five years. Remember, this is a long-term deal, uh, and, and we'll see. I, I thought it was a reasonable bet, though, when you consider the top-line number that they got and the fact that, you know, for, for all we talk about the mythical casual fan, I'm not sure that they exist in nearly so great a number these days when everything is so niche and segmented and you have the ability to become a hardcore fan of, of virtually everything you want with the access that the Internet and all that stuff provides. So I, I understand the bet that they made. I think they've done a nice job of actually implementing it. I think people have gotten what they paid for, which is important. Um, and I'm fascinated to see where it all lands after the World Cup. But uh, yeah. I, I understand both sides of it. For sure. Yeah, look, no one, I mean, you know, people talk about streaming sports in this country. The soccer fan has dealt with streaming for years and pays more than any other sport. I mean, if you want to watch, oh, yeah. as, as you just said, they're paying significantly more uh, than what the fan in this country is paying for to get access. Thanks, Evan. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. Absolutely, Mark. Come back. We'll do a bridge playback that we do on Mondays next. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.